Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Good afternoon, or morning, or whenever you're listening to this, everyone. This is Peter Adney from Her Ice, one half of the Her Ice team sitting here with my dear friend Todd Houck. Are you the Her or the Ice? Because if you split that right down the half, you're going to either be the Her or the Ice. I would rather be the Ice. Today would be tough to be the Ice. I'll be the Her. (laughs) Good for you. Hey, welcome aboard. Uh, You're joining us. Uh, We're going to take you on a cruise along the world of the Minnesota Girls High School Hockey. Uh, this is Her Ice. This is episode five of our second season. So thanks for being part of a great podcast where we discuss topics. Uh, sometimes we chat about the players, games, hot topics, and sometimes things that have nothing to do with hockey whatsoever, but we are still have some reference to the coolest game that's on the earth. And a today's, loose affiliation. I think so. Uh, today's affiliation is with the uh, Studio 1A in sunny Bloomington, even though the temperature outside says no but inside, we are hot and ready for some great conversation about hockey. Mainly because the heat is turned up way too high in this building. And usually it's not that good in this, this podcast I'm room. I'm sweating through my hoodie right this, now. All right. He's going to be going down to a tank top pretty soon. <laughs> in the meantime, let's talk about today's sponsor, which is Sniper's Edge. As we come upon the Christmas season, Peter... You got a buddy on that beer league that's looking for that edge? No. Do you have a sniper on that group? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Got a bunch of hip replacements and but senior citizens. <laughs> if you did have a sniper, I know there's one. I'm sure you feel like you are Mario uh, on that team. Uh, Sniper's Edge got great products, which are designed for tough impact. For all those little shooters in your family, their tarps are absorb regulation pucks and slap shots of any magnitude, whether you're a Pete, my, uh, um, a Pete, a Peewee, a Mite, a Bantam, or a Beer League specialist. So Edge products can be easily rolled up and stored with one person alone. They're safe for indoor and outdoor, but today I would not want to skate outdoors because it is way too chilly. But garages and basements are perfect in dry land, and Peter's still stunned at the sunshine out there. So, hey, get off your phone, kids, and pick yeah, up one kids. of the, pick up your sticks and get one of those Sniper's Edge. Ignore all of the adults holding their phones around you telling you to get off your phones. That's right. Get 100 shots in today. But, hey, uh, make sure and visit. Uh, snipersedgehockey.com, Woo! proud sponsor of YHH and Her Ice. Woo! Let's jump right away to one of uh, Peter's favorite things is breaking down his top ten from last week. Let's see how everybody did, Peter. Let's start with uh, double A. Double A. Not a ton of movement other than Adina jumping up to number two. The Hornets with an impressive run, scoring wins over Minnetonka, Hillmurray, and Breck by a combined score of 13-3. to Todd, I mentioned this before we went on the air, but Adina has not allowed more than one goal one. in a single game. Oh, the no. Hornets have won seven straight, counting last night's win over Wyzetta by a 4-1 to one score. They've won seven straight games since losing to Andover in the opener. Breathe. Breathe. Breathe Moving cause... into Class 1A, Simley was at number five when I published the rankings and then lost last night, but it was to a really good team, so I don't know if they'll be knocked out next week. Uh, again, class one A, mm. virtually impossible to rank. Number one, Breck. Number two, Warroad. I do Tra-la-la-la-la. love that La-la-la. on your article when they came out with the rankings on on Monday. That number five spot really is a revolving door because it's one through four is pretty solid. But on a weekly basis, we could cut and paste, mm-hmm. shake and bake. But number five, it's either in five, you're out five, and it's always a brand new team that pops in there. It's the it's basically the hot hand slot. 
Yep, I like whoever that. whoever won their week. I was dying. What do we got? The whole season started like where's six, where's eight, where's nine? But now I almost like just having top five because everybody changes. Because what's the really difference between like if you go from five to seven, nine to six? Well, that's what I said in the two A rankings with Eden Prairie and Maple Grove. I said that they could virtually mm-hmm. interchange between six and seven, but based on the Crimson win over Anoka Spring Lake Park, the surprise team out of the Northwest Suburban. Surprise! I put them ahead of Eden Prairie. Uh, Mountain West Tonka at number four in the Class 1A rankings. That could change down the road based on something that we won't get into right now. Not yet. In about 20 minutes. Teaser. Teaser. That's, That's called, called a tease. Yes. I like that. All right. Hey, let's let's uh, let's stop teasing me because we want to jump right into our <laughs> games of the week. Uh we're going to talk about four quick games, uh, a little bit of breakdowns. High school. Uh, one of them happened last Thursday, but then the other two, uh, the other three happened last night because there were some really good games last night. So let's jump right into that right away. Uh, I'm going to touch base right away with that Edina Hill Murray game, even though I know that was last Thursday. But since we haven't talked to you since then, we want to kind of bring that one on because that was a, a definitely a, a dandy of a game. Hill uh, Hill Murray came up a little short. Reason wise, because Hannah Chorsky uh, got two goals in that game. She has really elevated, I feel, her game to like, and, and again, that's a Edina thing, I feel, where when you become a senior, a leader on that team, you also, like CC Bulb is a great example last year, where this was her year, this was a senior, and then she rose to the top and she really was a leader, showed by example. I think that's where Chorsky is going right now. Agreed. She has the name, but I don't think she's uh, um, worried about, like, oh, I'm. My dad's famous, and I'm a really good hockey player. <laughs> this year, her her uh, she's showing her stuff on the ice. I babbled there for a sec, but I, I'm That's really okay. impressed with what Hannah's done. It's been simple games, simple wins, not barbaric uh, stat catchers. But so kudos to uh, Miss Chorsky and her um, her game on last Thursday. Oh, oh, question in the back row, Peter. I don't I don't really have a question. I have a final comment on the Adina Hill Murray game. Oh, well, I, I think gonna, it, go ahead. I think it was a good showing for Hill Murray. I think it was too. Kind of a, a slower, maybe not slow, slow, but a slower start out of the gate for the Pioneers and to hold Edina to only three, three goals, goals. I agree with lo- that. Lose by two. There's an empty netter in there. I think that's a good showing for Hilmer. I think another piece to pull out of there too is as much as, as we grow up, I've grown up in D6 hockey and in the southwest corner of the, of the Metro, uh, Uma uh, Cornier had a very good game. I mean, she had 28 saves against Hilmer, and they've got – potent offense is coming in. We have, you know, Nina Steigoff is coming at you, um, and Ava Steinet, who did get a goal, and Ali Franco got kept off the scoreboard. So for Hill Murray to come up a couple goals short, but they did run against a really good goaltender and hold it down at only three on the defensive side. So uh, kudos to the Pioneers. They might meet later on. You never Ooh. know. That's a tease. I don't know where that's going to go, but we'll tease it. <laughs> hey, let's bump it over to uh, – uh, over to Peter with our next game, which he's going to talk about from last night. Yeah, Blake with a one nothing win over Benilde St. Margaret's. One goal in the first period from Blake's Audrey Wethington holds up for the rest of the game. The real MVP mm. in this game was Blake's penalty kill. 0 for 5 was Benilde on the power play. So the Bears' penalty kill shows up big, as does goaltender Molly Hag. 24 saves on 24 shots. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Another moral victory. Hill Murray had a moral victory against Edina, and I think Benilde would call this a moral victory, losing only one to nothing to Blake. It's you know it's funny because while I was putting in to get ready for the show, and all of a sudden I'm putting together some of the games are coming up or peeking at you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday got some good games. And I write down BSM and I put four and four. I'm like they're four and four. 
but they're a, but they're like a. They've played a tough schedule. They've played a really tough schedule. A couple weeks ago, I think we called them because we had teams are up and coming, and we said Benilde is coming, just like Maple Grove is coming. They might already be here. I think they're here, but <laughs> so four and four, and it does not get easy for uh, Benilde. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they'll be ready for the postseason. They will be definitely. Another game when a uh, chat about. I I kind of feel of all the games that was going on last night. This was the game of the night. I wish I would have uh, been at this game. I had another game to attend. Uh, but it was actually the Minnetonka four three victory uh, against North Wright County up in uh, Saint Michael Albertville rink. Uh, that went to overtime. Uh, Kaylee Crawford, who was the YHH number one star of the night, she had two goals and one assist. She got the star of the night because not only did she have multiple points, but she had the game winner uh, for the Skippers in overtime with uh, uh, at the five five and a half mark. So they're very impressive for her. Uh, good showing again for North Rock County, who again is in that late conference, and so that's good for them. A good battle, especially with a, uh, a great team as Minnetonka, even though they're the number five seed right now in the double-A, but still for North Wright County to be in that area, that's really good for them. North Wright County, kudos to Anna LaRose with 25 saves, holding down that uh, that fortress of the Skippers. Um, not only did Kaylee get two goals, but also Emily Bayless, a uh, uh, sophomore, she had two goals and one assist. She had another big game for the Skippers. And then in goal for Minnetonka was Bryn Dulock, who had 23 saves herself. So good for them and the Skippers as they get a nice key win in the Lake Conference. Do I dare call this another moral victory? I for think North we, Wright County taking I Tonka to overtime. I think that's a big deal for North Wright I think you County. are because they, they're moving up. Basically, they move conferences, and now that's like, holy cow, this is going to be a big test for them. So and They're proving that they can compete with the state's best. Yep. Not just say like, oh, hi, I'm here. Just let me have a nice <laughs> season so we have confidence. No, they got to earn it. So kudos to both uh, uh, the, night, the Hawks and to the Skippers. Yeah, moving on to our final game. Of the week, Adina tops Wyzetta last night, 4-1, to one, a fast start for the Hornets. Three goals in the first period, kind of a penalty-ridden game. Mm-hmm. Looks like we had 11 power play chances between the two teams. Wyzetta goes one for six on the power play. Adina goes one for five on the power play. 12 total penalties, but the Hornets escape with the victory. Emma Connor, Penn State commit two goals, and Uma Cornea, 20 saves on 21 Shots. Gretchen Uma Brandt, again. the lone Uma, goal for Uma's Wyzetta. already been talked about twice in the first 10 minutes of her ice. It's the Uma show. It's it Uma's is. It's, ice. it's her ice. Uma ice. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so we talked about a little as we go through our games a week. Uh, there's a lot of really good games up. So as much as I want to sit and take Almost a lot of time to go. Too many games. Let's break down the Benilde Dyna game, which is coming up tomorrow night. I could do that. I got notes. We're going to do the Blitz quick. Uh, blitzing means I'm going to give a game, and then Peter's going to tell me who he thinks is going to win. But as all good analysts and pickers, predictors, he might have a little insight per game. So it's kind of like a blitz. I do have a little insight. He's going to have his, his linebacker on the outside. He's going to show blitz. But the, the center is uh, – never mind, different game. <laughs> um, they're going to show outside. Double A gap blitz. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, let's start with Thursday. Benilde, 4-4 four and four, at Edina, 7-1. Edina. Your thoughts. Edina. Hold just, on, just let's because. think about it for a second. <laughs> no, I don't need to think about it for a second. I like Benilde. I think that they're building a solid program over there. Got a lot of uh, nice young players, but Edina is Edina. I'll take Uma. There it is, the fifth time. Uma. In the first 12 I agree minutes. with him 100%. I'll take Uma and the Hornets over the Red Knights. Who do you get? I'm going to take Edina uh, because I just think right now they're playing really, really well. If Benilde was playing against anybody else except for Andover, I think, in the state, I think Benilde probably could win or make it very close. This, I think, is still going to be a close game. I want to. I see this can be like a 4-2 game, maybe like a 4-1. 
uh, in the favor of Edina, which, again, holding them to three or four goals is going to be another moral, moral victory. Moral victory. So I don't know if twice. they believe in moral victories okay. in, in, at Benil, but if they do, they could get Red Knight, the night way. Uh, another big game tomorrow. This is going to be a classic. This is the this is the two of the best games in the um, of the season for yeah. both teams. This is going to be Forest Lake at 7-1 with a hot, hot goaltender. I mean, she is st- Unbelievable the net right now lately against at Andover, who is currently number one and ten and oh Peter, discuss. This one's hard. I love it. (laughs) It's Forest Lake. They played last year and Forest Lake beat Andover one to nothing. Uh but it was at Forest Lake. This year it's at Andover, so I think I'm gonna have to give the edge to the Huskies who are scoring at what I believe to be an unprecedented rate. Um, I think I saw a number yeah. like 55 and they, They've outscored Northwest Suburban Conference opponents 55-3 to three in six games going into last night's game. But, again, I'm going to take Andover in this game. The um, I'm not a big – I mean, I know the numbers are eye-popping, and you're like, oh, my gosh, 55 goals. But competition has not been that great for them, and I'm sure that they're – I don't know what their power play, and they're keeping their number one line out there all the time. We talked about that last week a little bit. I'm actually going to – just take a chance, and I'm I'm always an underdog guy, especially when I see Forest the top Lake. dog. No pun intended with the Huskies. I'm going to take uh, Forest Lake in this one with the hot goaltender that she's going to have a big game. She'll have forty, I'll say forty three saves, and it's going to be like a two one battle. And Forest Lake will preserve. Either it's going to be a last minute goal, or it's going to be an overtime winner in oh. the Husky Den. I'll say that if the Rangers want to repeat with an upset victory like they did last season, they'll have to do better than last year's game where they went one for seven on the power play. And now I've mentioned power play three times in the show's first 14 minutes. I feel powerful. Not playful, but powerful. I just think that special teams performance is vastly underrated. But it it shows, and I I can see it on both sides, not to derail from the story. Last (laughs) night, Mind you, the Wild played a horrible first period, even though yes. I was just reading it. They're 0 for 5 on the power play. 0 for 5. My son's team early in the season, they had a game where the team they played was 4 for 4 on the power play. So guess what that means? Either you're going to succeed on the power play or don't go in the box. It comes down to special fair teams. Fair. Yep, exactly. All right. Uh, next game, which is an intriguing game, and I'm intrigued because of the teams. This is going to be Mountain West Tonka, who currently – at seven and two, I bet you the this game's on Thursday. I bet you the Star and Tribune doesn't talk about this Am one. Am I going to this one? Uh, at Hutchinson, who is eight and one, discuss. I'm going to take Hutch. I'm going to take Hutch. Hutch riding a three-game winning streak, coming off a four-three loss to Wilmer. They've beaten Orono, Waconia, and Minnesota River heading into this game. They've got some serious high scorers, Alex Hantgee, Hantgee. Uh, senior forward, 25 points. Britta Johnson has 19 points, also a senior forward. And they have a stud goalie in Hannah Ladwig, who's mm. played every minute for yes. the Tigers this season. I'll take Hutch. I will. Uh, I don't want to uh, ride your coattails, but mm-hmm. I really feel that um, Curlin, there might be some changes going on uh, in that game, some uh, lineup changes that can make a difference. Yeah, so I maybe. feel – and. I think even aside from that, I think Hutchinson is that quiet team that nobody hears about, and they're playing really, really well, as the statistic he said. So I'm going to stay with Hutch and the hot streak that they got going on. I mean, mind you, they buried uh, Minnesota River last night, so um, I'm going to stay with Hutch as well. Uh, next one, Friday Night Lights. How much more can you ask for? Maple Grove, 8-0-1 at Wyzetta, 7-4. Oh, man. Boom. I'm going to take Maple Grove in this one. 
Goaltending. I like the goaltending. No disrespect to the Wyzetta netminders, but Brooke Casabo has been absolutely on fire for the Crimson. I'm going to take Maple Grove. I want to take Wyzetta because I actually have a nice uh, a feel because I feel that Wyzetta is a full team package because right now uh, Tristana uh, Tater has just been a machine. She had five points last night in the Maple Grove's victory. Uh, Maple Grove, they beat uh, Tatino Grace 7-1. She had a, a full house 3-2. and two. But I just don't see her slowing down. She has been a star of the night, two of the last three uh, hockey nights, basically, that old Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, so I'm taking Maple Grove, and I think Double T is going to come up big again. Um, and I would say Barry Wyzetta, but I can see like a 5-2 game. Yeah. 5-2 the Crimson. Uh, Saturday Night Lights, there is some da- – oh, my gosh. These are, I can't believe they put this all in one weekend. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Breck, 9-2. Blake, 8-1-1. One, one. Blake. I, Mac. Divisional clash. Blake. Blake. Didn't even Blake, Blake. did you? Nope. I didn't even Blake. No, he didn't have to. Blake. I'll I'll be the opposite. I'll take Breck. Blake. I know that's in that's in Blake's <laughs> Blake's house, and I I'm hoping that they get jacked up for that uh conference rival. I think it should be a good game, but I'll take Blake. I think it should be a really good game. Maybe I think Blake's had had a tougher schedule. To have them ready for this game. You think Blake has had the tougher schedule? I think they've had some tougher games. I'm Let's going off the top of my play head. who had the tougher schedule. I think Breck might have had the tougher schedule, but I'll take the – Yeah, that or this is called Google that stuff right on live. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right he now. Yes. All right, while he's Googling that stuff, I'm going to just go ahead with our last game that's on the Blitz. Uh, Idana is visiting EP. Idana Curley is um, sitting at the second second spot in Tony – and. Um, Peter's rankings at six and one, a uh, seven and one. I'm sorry, and Ian Prairie is sitting at six one and one, and they're in the seven spot. Uh, that one, I'm going to actually go with EP for the upset. Wow! Because I love upsets, and I, I'm waiting to see if Edina can keep on the roll. They've had some good games. I mean, mind you, Hill Murray and Wyzette are two tune-ups, but I think Ian Prairie might be just a titch above those two. So I think that's going to be one of their tougher matches beside the Andover game for Edina. So it could be loss number two for the Hornets. Uh, I'm going to take a Dinah. Okay. Can't argue. Are you? Should we just call you Las Vegas? All you do is take the odds. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure it's a one and a half is what the what the spread is probably. I'm going to make money either way. Possibly. Just kidding. We don't put money on these games. We don't. We, we put pride or coffee. I don't, want, I don't want somebody reading too far into that. No. Did you find out those super statistics from the B&B contest? Are you still Googling that stuff? No. Okay. I X'd out of it. That's fine. We got to move on. We're getting close. Yeah, I don't want to make the, the viewers. Oh, this, this one will, this, All right. this segment will take a little while. This segment is going to take a little bit. So we have a little conversation we're going to have in the section 2A has got some changes coming up. Peter, let's discuss some of those changes uh, as of we got word of it yesterday. Well, first, I would like to thank everybody who stuck around the podcast this long, waiting for that tease to pay off. Mm, yes. So last week, we discussed the South Suburban and yes. Section 3, Class 2A, fairly extensively. So let's take a look at Section 2A, which is going to receive a shakeup. Uh, Alexa Nikum and Kaylee Nikum have transferred from Mound West Tonka to Orono, effective as of yesterday, or I think that's effective. Week, yeah, it's already immediately. I it's say. already happened. So Mount West Tonka loses its leading scorer, which changes things in Section Two A. So Section Two A features seven teams. Five are from the Wright County. Two are from the Big South. It'll typically come down to two Wright County teams. Whoever wins that conference is generally 
a solid bet to win the section. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, Delano Rockford, who was the number three seed last year, who went to the section finals, they're two seven and one. I don't know if the Tigers will be much of a threat come postseason time. So before the Nikum transfer, it appeared that Mountain West Tonka would secure the one or two seed with Hutchinson filling in whichever one that Mountain West Tonka did not get. At this point, now I think Hutch is the favorite. We mentioned Alex Hantge and Britta Johnson, Sabrina Tracy, offering some nice scoring depth. She's got 16 points this year. Hutch has got a experienced roster, and they came close last year. So I think that with the transfer of Nikum and Nikum to Orono, Hutchinson is the new prohibitive favorite in Class 1A, Section 2. That's what's going down. That was the That's big, <laughs> big shakeup. I want to add more, but I, I, I want to keep that all on Peter's piece because he's going to add more. He's the investigative reporter. <laughs> it was hot information coming through. I mean, that's going to be a big shakeup. I mean, that's gonna, it's going to be tough for Mount West Tonka going from you've had a nice season, she's been with you, and then uh, the transfer Orno. So I just obviously pumps Orno up to, uh, I would say, the next level, but definitely getting those two elements, especially with Kaylee, that's going to be a great scorer that's going to come aboard. Um, that's going to be it's going to pump the Spartans, and that's going to that could be the the, the piece that's going to help them. Uh, uh, for fan reference, Orno will play Mount West Tonka on Tuesday, January fourteenth. Good thing that wasn't right away. Big game. Well, and it's weird too. It's it's that mid season. I mean, there's a lot of details which we don't know about, but that mid season transfer that's that's an interesting one, uh, which we don't have enough information really to to go on, but. Uh, uh, Nor would we, even if we had it. Nope, I don't think so. Even if we had a nugget, that nugget stays in the pocket. So Nugget stays in the anyway, pocket. Anyway, so good luck to both teams, to Mount West Tonka and also to Orno as their season continues. That's what you have, that's a coach can do. They just have to go forward. So Yep, and it's, it's not to say that Mount West Tonka is, is, is even Not going to fold up the tent. No, no, no. no. They no. still have a ton of talented kids yep. on that team. But uh, it's, it's tough when you lose your leading scorer. But you know what? That just gives an opportunity for someone else to step up. So – you know, um, there's great teams, and there's kids that teams my kids have been on, and other teams that I've seen where a key player goes down, and that's an opportunity for someone else to step up. You know, it could be a JV kid that says, "Oh my gosh, now I finally get some varsity time," mm-hmm. or um, it could be a third liner and you get bumped up to second or first, and now you're you become a scoring threat. So, um, obviously, somebody has to step up for that squad and help out Mount um, Westonka. So, all right, let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. We want to. I got some uh, mid bumps I want to give out. Usually, I give out like I like to give out one, but. Uh, we had some all-stars and we had some um, uh, awards or moments of success and also a matrimony. So I want to kind of talk about three uh, mid-bumps to go out to some three gals that are associated with girls hockey in Minnesota. First one's going to be Allie Gaynor, who is uh, standing on her head as we're as it of last like night. alligator. It does. <laughs> Maybe we should. Oh, that's her new nickname. We're going to call it the alligator because she is, she is chomping. At every single opportunity. So, uh, Ali Gaynor, who is a goalie, senior goalie for uh, Forest Lake, got her third shutout last night as they defeated Wiper Lake 10 to nothing. I know 10 nothing. She had nine saves. It's like we were talking a little bit before we jumped on the podcast. It's the the you know the Olivia Coons last year for Warhold Warhold. A lot of shutouts, not a lot of saves, but but Gainer's actually been doing, I feel, a really good job. But I want to give her some some kudos because she has had eight games this year. Uh, she has seven one in those games. Her goals allowed, check this out, zero point six two. So twice she's given up goals. Once she lost, once she won. 
uh, which uh, the, it was the first game of the season where she won, but she gave up a couple goals. Her save percentage is 961, not too shabby. Nope. At all. And she has recorded six shutouts in a row. So right now, uh, Alligator is uh, throwing donuts up, and she is the Alligator. Officially now, the she is the Alligator, and she's going to hopefully – Chomping, and guess what? She gets the big bad Huskies on <laughs> tomorrow night. So we'll see if that stands. If she can post a shutout against Andover, she did last year. Yeah, she did. She can do it again. She I knows how to do it. So she has to be the front runner for Miss Goalie. I would say so easily, easily. All right, another gal we want to give a mid bump to is uh, Miss uh, Gretchen Branton for Wyzetta. She's a junior who is uh, committed to Clarkson. Uh, she got her 100th point last night in a 4-1 loss uh, well, to Idana. But the cool thing is I loved it when on Twitter they put it up and it wasn't just a piece of paper or it wasn't a goal. She put up a 1 on one finger. She put a 0 with her other hand and then somebody was nice enough to give another 0 with her hand so it looked like 100. Uh, so kudos to Miss Branton for her career so far. Uh, to break that down, uh, she has now had 53 goals in her high school career. That's including playoffs. And she has had 47 assists. So uh, congratulations to Mitch Gretchen on a uh, 100 point and a great accomplishment for her. Only being a junior, so she's got a lot more points to go. And our third mid-bump I want to give to uh, is a little less known, but it was kind of cool because I was going through Twitter on Saturday night and came upon a uh, – Usually when you're looking through hockey piece and you see a wedding dance, you're like, well, that's kind of weird. What's going on? Well, it turns out that Greenway, uh, sorry, Grand Rapids Greenway assistant coach Kaylee Simonson got married on Saturday, which I thought Whoa. was crazy that you get married during the hockey season. That must have been a scheduling nightmare. I would say so, but it's kind of funny because usually you'd be like, one person says, well, this is when we're going to have the wedding. And then the other one's like, uh, I don't know when we can do it. Well, no, this is when it's going to happen. But it worked out fine. We got married. So congratulations to uh, Kaylee. Uh, Way I believe to her, go. Her new last name is, I'm not sure she's going to go hyphen or she's going to take the new last name. Maybe, maybe her new husband will take her name. Forster is the new, is the, uh, is the. Uh, who was lucky enough to marry Miss Simonson? So, Aww. so very good. So, congratulations to the couple. Hope they get a chance to enjoy it, or they do the old well hockey season. We'll do our might as well get it over with. Yeah, our honeymoon maybe later on uh, in the springtime. So, <laughs> all right, uh, chalk talk. Let's talk about the hottest thing that's going on. I feel in the NHL, and I know we're oh talking about goodness. girls hockey, but we do talk about sometimes some hockey stuff that's going on, which I think this can relate a little bit to the girls hockey high school Minnesota. So right now, it seems lately in the NHL, there's some things going on where there's some coaches who are crossing some lines. I guess that's the best way where it's been. I mean, and, and what kind of ramped my attention was last yesterday when Jim Montgomery got uh, uh, relieved of his duties as head coach for the Dallas Stars. And I was like, holy Crazy. cow, that's like the third guy in the last couple of weeks which has been fired or released because of inappropriate behavior. Um, Calgary's... Head coach got the can because uh, he made some comments, and then turns out he was being uh, abusive. And then Mark Crawford, who was assistant in Chicago. So I got Peter. Peter, what's going on in the NHL? <laughs> what is going on with head coaches in the NHL, you feel? I'll be totally honest. I have no idea. I, well, for one thing, they're not releasing a ton of information about some of these firings. So it, people are left to their own devices, and I would not recommend trolling Twitter looking for an explanation because you'll hear nothing but conspiracy theories. Uh, I think that there are some real questions that you have to ask yourself when dealing with these situations, like what constitutes verbal abuse and what constitutes physical abuse. There are certainly hardliners that 
would argue that a head coach putting their hands on a player constitutes physical abuse. If you want to take that hard of a line, then you essentially eliminate half of the great NHL coaches. I mean, look at some of the stories about uh, Mike Keenan and some of the other hard – can I say hard asses on yep. this show? There he we did. go. All right, we're going to let it go anyway. He did. Um, so I think that's an important dividing line to establish is what constitutes fireable offenses when it comes to this sort of stuff because the situation – you could look at it two ways. One way is that jerks are being held accountable for their actions right. on becoming of the league. Or you could look at it as somebody complained about something and now the coach has been fired. Well, one of them was going back to like when he was a coach back in like 06, 07. And obviously um, that procruited, that was with Crawford and then something else came up. So it kind of caused him to kind of get the, um, the, 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 the firing. But at the same time, and then at the same, you know, within a day or two, Gary Bettman comes out with, they've got an all four point initiative to abuse, to address abuse and red, handful of books we've heard a lot of stories about especially like you know those junior leagues up in in canada western hockey league where those you know 13 14 50 year olds who left home and you know horrible situations with bad coaches and abusive coaches and um you know mishandling of players and 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 all that stuff which it just made your stomach turn obviously there had to be one i don't say a whistleblower in that case but somebody had to step up and say enough's enough this guy's got to get turned in because he's got a hold on the team and nobody can do nothing. But it's just so weird that now it's at the at the highest possible level in the North America, and now we're finding the same thing um, where inappropriate behavior is either it's against players or and or it's just inappropriate behavior, which I think is what's going on with Montgomery. But again, that's accusation on my side and just reading a couple stories. It's just weird that they just it's just becoming uh, the hot thing right now. Kind of like NHL a couple years ago where like. You know, Gaudreau was like, uh, not uh, not Gaudreau, but Roger uh, Goodell. Goodell. There you go. Start of the season, it was like player A, player B, player C, player D, all, the, all this inappropriate behavior, and all just like tumbled and snowballed at one time. You're like, holy cow, I'm just trying to be commissioner with this league, and why are you guys just being idiots in a nutshell? I mean, that's that's in Roger thinking outside. But then, but then it slides on to, because we, as we were getting ready for this, is it, does it, is it also part of that mean soft concept? Like we're throwing about is the you know because we talked about it, unfortunately in 2019 I feel there's there's players that just cannot handle stern te- coaching or teaching, yeah. and if somebody's told do this do that and they're like nope I'm not gonna do it it's like and then I'm not saying that they're saying I need a hand or a kick in your butt to make you do it, but okay. they're just not responding to the harshness or the stern t- teachings that you and I. Can I say survived with? Survived Is that part of it that we're just too well, soft I, right now? I certainly never had a coach kick me while no. I was on the bench. Absolutely not. But coaches yelled and right and teachers and any yelled. physicalness. I am totally against. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that. But we we small talked about that. Like. Is it just because somebody calls me a name and says, "Well, he won't coach. He won't do my drills." So now he's a, you know, call him a name. It's like, well. Is it because you're being stubborn? Or are you being so? It could go back and forth. Could it be too mean? Could it be too soft? Where are we at in 2019, 2020 coming up? Are we are we getting rid of that old school mentality? Probably. I would assume. Nobody's so. Nobody's responding to I, it. I also think that with the, well, I think the advent of Twitter has already passed. But with how saturated Twitter is with um, 
accusations. I think that it's become easier for players to put coaches on blast. Yes. Instead of back in the old days where you'd have to tell the beat writer and then the beat writer would have to make a decision. Is this worth reporting? It could get the coach in trouble, blah, 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 blah. So I think there are a multitude of factors that go into this. And I don't think that making a rash judgment on anything either way is smart at this point. So we'll let the information come out as it comes out, whatever the NHL finds, maybe it's something super crazy. Maybe it's something totally benign, but only time will tell. Time will tell. And you know, at the same time, I, I also want to just emphasize there is a lot of courage out there. There are players out there that went through a lot of hardships if they were taking abuse and if they're able to have that courage to come out front and you know and and face the their demons if you would or face the coach and say then they should be applauded. They should be applauded for that stand up. So um it just it's it's just been a crazy whirlwind with the last couple of weeks where like three main programs are are going through some changes with, uh, oh, by the way, a head coach has been released. So yeah. um, so we'll see what, what works out from that. So um, discussion. So what we do. All right, let's uh, <laughs> Favorite subject. I know everybody's uh, been waiting for the whole time, even though we have teases and <laughs> mid bumps and all that good stuff. So we're going to rapid question, three questions for Peter. We find out things about him that nobody else knows. Maybe his mom doesn't even know uh, or his gal doesn't know or maybe the puppy's wondering questions. But let's throw them at him. Uh, Peter, plaid or stripes? Plaid. I ain't never wearing stripes ever again. Even though they're <laughs> not not since that one Hollister shirt that I bought in the in the tenth grade. I'm not wearing stripes oh, ever again. Stripes are out. Okay. No. Uh we're in the Christmas season. Yep. So are you a real tree guy or are you a fake tree guy? I'm a fake tree guy with a with an air freshener. <laughs> the real tree I've watched my parents struggle with real trees. Uh year after year after year. They get pine needles everywhere. They're a pain in the neck. You know, if you have a fake one, you just haul it out of the basement, set it up, throw a little air freshener in there. It smells like pine year round. And then when the season is over, you take it down and haul it downstairs. Yep. Or if you have a tree that you've had for about 10 years and every year you put it up, there's needles that fall and at least they're fake ones. And then when you put it I away, don't, there's... I don't want my dogs eating no. pine needles. It's amazing. They just something it. that they would do. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's, the big controversy over peanut butter. <laughs> Do you like chunky peanut butter or creamy it's peanut creamy, butter? Creamy peanut butter. Chunky peanut butter. I, I used to love chunky peanut butter as a kid. And the no. only time I could get it because my grandma never had it because she said he, the nuts used to get stuck in her teeth. So we had chunky in my house but creamy in my grandma's no, house. No, it's creamy peanut butter. Why on earth would anyone want chunks in their peanut butter? Because that's where the, the peanut butter comes from is from the peanut. So it's like you're getting the element. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. You're going to get a chocolate chip cookie with just nothing but creamy but the melted chocolate, chocolate chip. chips. Yeah, what's wrong with the chocolate chip just sitting in there? There's nothing wrong with chocolate chips sitting in there. I don't think that peanuts are worth um, the mouthfeel. I prefer creamy peanut butter. So it's a texture thing more with you. Yes. Okay. Says the guy that eats well, sushi. I'm, try I'm trying to find my favorite peanut butter Oh, on the internet. I can't Jif. find it. Jif is it's in not Jif. No, no. I get a Jif is ours. I you probably a, get Trader Joe or uh, uh. No, it's worse than that. I go to the co-op. I go to the Mississippi Market near my house, and I get this thirty-two ounce tub. I think mm. it's called Good Peanut Butter, and it is seriously the greatest peanut butter that I've ever had. I like to use peanut butter not only on toast or on sandwiches, but I like to use it uh, in cooking. Like you do some collard greens with a little uh, peanut butter as the sauce. Interesting. So it's collard greens. Instead of like a peanut oil sauce? You, I mean, that's kind of what yeah, you do. Yeah, as opposed to peanut oil, you just use the right. peanut butter as your protein and as your sauce. You mix it up with a little coconut milk. 
So you get the savoriness from the peanut butter and the coconut milk, and then you get that good earthy crunch from the collard greens. Whoo! Or a little shallot in there, a little garlic, mm. maybe that a little like, white wine. Sounds like that with your lamb for Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever get that lamb. I hope I got to so. put in a good word for my parents. Yeah, well, St. Nick, if you're listening, he's been a good boy this year, so try to get bahaha. St. Nick gave me a Barnes & Noble gift card. Oh, nice job, Nick. All right, well, <laughs> <sighs> thank you for uh, – Oh, bearing uh, with for us bearing for with us. I was, 30, I was trying to think of a better minutes. way to say it, but no, I appreciate <laughs> you guys listening to us. Hey, if there's something that we've said on the air that you have a question for, or you want to, uh, I don't say recommend or scream at me, scream at, at me. or we said something wrong, pronounce the name wrong, please hit us up on Twitter or send an email out to yhhturney at gmail.com. Love to hear some fan mail from you. And I can't believe you gave out the email. I did. What the heck? <laughs> I gotta get some feedback once in a while because I want to know how we're doing. Anyway, I'd like to thank Peter uh, for his knowledge, his insight, his tireless research, and his peanut butter uh, description. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Todd Houck. We'd like to thank you again for listening to us because it's not his ice, it's her ice. Her ice. So take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.